0: Chapter 10 Reflections I make another good joke I am annoyed at the constant serving up of the blancmange. Lupin expresses his opinion of weddings Lupin falls out with Daisy Mutler November 16 woke about twenty times during the night with terrible thirst, finished off all the water in the bottle as well as half that in the jug, kept dreaming also that last night's party was a failure and that a lot of low people came without invitation and kept chaffing and throwing things at Mr Percup till at last I was obliged to hide him in the box-room which we had just discovered with a bath-towel over him. It seems absurd now, but it was painfully real in the dream. I had the same dream about a dozen times. Carrie annoyed me by saying, You know champagne never agrees with you. I told her I had only a couple of glasses of it, having kept myself entirely to port. I added that good champagne hurt nobody, and Lupin told me he had only got it from a traveller as a favour as that particular brand had been entirely bought up by a West End club. I think I ate too heartily of the side dishes, as the waiter called them. I said to Carrie, I wish I had put those side dishes aside. I repeated this, but Carrie was busy packing up the teaspoons we had borrowed of Mrs Cummings for the party. It was just half past eleven, and I was starting for the office when Lupin appeared with a yellow complexion, and said, Hello, Gov, what priced head have you this morning? I told him he might just as well speak to me in Dutch. He added, When I woke this morning, my head was as big as Baldwin's balloon. On the spur of the moment, I said the cleverest thing I think I have ever said, viz, perhaps that accounts for the parachuting pains. We roared. "'November 17. Still feel tired and headachy. "'In the evening Gowing called, "'and was full of praise about our party last Wednesday. "'He said everything was done beautifully, "'and he enjoyed himself enormously. "'Gowing can be a very nice fellow when he likes, "'but you never know how long it will last. "'For instance, he stopped to supper, "'and seeing some blancmange on the table,' shouted out while the servant was in the room, Hello, the remains of Wednesday. November 18 Woke up quite fresh after a good night's rest and feel quite myself again. I am satisfied a life of going out and society is not a life for me. We therefore declined the invitation which we received this morning to Miss Bird's wedding. We only met her twice at Mrs James's and it means a present. Lupin said, "'I am with you for once. "'To my mind, a wedding's a very poor play. "'There are only two parts in it, "'the bride and bridegroom. "'The best man is only a walking gentleman. "'With the exception of a crying father "'and a snivelling mother, "'the rest are supers who have to dress well "'and have to pay for their insignificant parts "'in the shape of costly presents. "'I did not care for the theatrical slang.' But thought it clever, though disrespectful, I told Sarah not to bring up the Blamange again for breakfast. It seems to have been placed on our table at every meal since Wednesday. Cummings came round in the evening and congratulated us on the success of our party. He said it was the best party he had been to for many a year, but he wished we had let him know it was full dress as he would have turned up in his swallow-tails. We sat down to a quiet game of dominoes and were interrupted by the noisy entrance of Lupin and Frank Mutler. Cummings and I asked them to join us. Lupin said he did not care for dominoes and suggested a game of spoof. On my asking if it required counters, Frank and Lupin in measured time said, ''One, two, three, go!'' Have you an estate in Greenland? It was simply Greek to me, but it appears it is one of the customs of the Holloway comedians to do this when a member displays ignorance. In spite of my instructions, that blancmange was brought up again for supper. To make matters worse, there had been an attempt to disguise it by placing it in a glass dish with jam round it. Carrie asked Lupin if he would have some, and he replied, no second-hand goods for me, thank you, I told Carrie, when we were alone, if that Le Mange were placed on the table again, I should walk out of the house. November 19, Sunday. A delightfully quiet day. In the afternoon Lupin was off to spend the rest of the day with the muttlers. He departed in the best of spirits, and Carrie said, Well... One advantage of Lupin's engagement with Daisy is that the boy seems happy all day long. That quite reconciles me to what I must confess seems an imprudent engagement. Carrie and I talked the matter over during the evening and agreed that it did not always follow that an early engagement meant an unhappy marriage. Dear Carrie reminded me that we married early and, with the exception of a few trivial misunderstandings, We had never had a really serious word. I could not help thinking, as I told her, that half the pleasures of life were derived from the little struggles and small privations that one had to endure at the beginning of one's married life. Such struggles were generally occasioned by want of means and often helped to make loving couples stand together all the firmer. Carrie said I had expressed myself wonderfully well, and that I was quite a philosopher. We are all vain at times, and I must confess I felt flattered by Carrie's little compliment. I don't pretend to be able to express myself in fine language, but I feel I have the power of expressing my thoughts with simplicity and lucidness. About nine o'clock, to our surprise, Lupin entered with a wild, reckless look, and in a hollow voice, which I must say seemed rather theatrical, said, Have you any brandy? I said, No, but here is some whiskey. Lupin drank off nearly a wine glass full without water, to my horror. We all three sat reading in silence till ten, when Carrie and I rose to go to bed. Carrie said to Lupin, I hope Daisy is well. Lupin, with a forced, careless air that he must have picked up from the Holloway comedians, replied, Oh, Daisy, (laughs) you mean Miss Mutler? I don't know whether she is well or not. But please, never to mention her name again in my presence.